0: Welcome to Interstellar Soundwaves on EM Radio, I'm your one and only host, Bop, coming to you live from the heart of the Star Express. Yes, that's right, Stardust, you heard correctly, one of the largest and sturdiest planet stripper crafts on this side of the Eurypia system. And have I got an update for you. Things are running a lot smoother now with the help of my lovely number one fan Mimi. I've been searching through the ship quite thoroughly, making sure it's in top shape for when I wake up a few crew members. Speaking of crew members, wow, no one's perished in a few weeks so we're on a winning streak here. Sal is still offline but thanks to its tiny little battery I was able to keep the lights on in the stairway. No tripping for this spot anytime soon. By the way, you remember where we left off, right? I went down to the bottom of the ship, way in the back where the thrusters are located. Turns out we've got quite a few troublemakers on this ship, we just don't know who. I thought I'd find at least something to give me a hint as to what could have started this potential mutiny. But I'm afraid I haven't found anything concrete just yet. Well, just this little red memory stick I came across taped underneath the board here. Knowing Officer Kelvin and his sneaky tricks, it's bound to be more music. Maybe something forbidden. Or illegal. Quite scandalous if you ask me. Now... I could just fit this tiny stick into the computer and see what pops up, but I'm not going to do that just yet. You see, I forgot a few things to talk about during my last broadcast. I got quite distracted from all those technical mishaps that I caused. My bad. It will not happen again. I know better now. So no more outages and busted-up pipes from this bustling ship. We've even kept the power stabilized at 52%. Yeah, yes. So, why don't I start off by giving everyone an update? I know I usually do the debula news until near the end of my broadcast, but I I really want to see what's on that stick. Plus, I can tell you guys all about my theories. But for now, let's just dive right into Nebula news. Life is chaotic and vibrant as it always is on Pristine. There is something almost constantly going on in this glass sand planet. There was recently the beginning construction of a new domed city, off the cusp of the prismatic dunes and the capital city, Centaurus. The isopod people of the sands are quite upset at this new development. Sure, their homes are underneath the sands of this planet, but no one likes a loud and annoying upstairs neighbor. The sounds of the construction echo through the endless caverns of the Core, causing quite the ruckus of angry complaints, but the Council of Pristine has inclined to, well, ignore these complaints, and focus on the more important factors as they put it, like, for say, building a domed city that is a, um, a giant spa resort? Interesting. And it seems like on Centaurus, a new upcoming designer has taken the spotlight of this dazzling city. I, uh, I only have the name May on the report, and nothing else really except that she makes stylish yet functional clothing. I was emailed a few images by Quincy of some of her work. I... I I didn't think you could fit an entire machine pistol in a pocket. But there it is, folks. I guess you could pack some heat while... Uh, packing good looks. Ooh. Now that is a cute blazer. You think I could pull off something vibrant like that? Oh. Uh, back tracking on the spa resort city. Apparently the isopods of the infinite colony had taken note of some unnatural tremors and plate shifts in the earth. The cause is unknown, but they definitely blame the surface dwellers. I mean, honestly, it matches up from when the council first started the development of the city. Hmm. Well, hopefully nothing bad happens. Speaking of bad things happening on Pristine, or at least a little hiccup in the routine of peace, the city of Lucerta experienced a complete malfunction in the protective bubble shield. It apparently was stuck in a three day sunrise due to a new software update. Tigris is investigating what could have caused the update's failure, but at least the residents of Lucerta found the sunrise pleasant. Less credit spent on those light pills for sure. The Overseer on Centaurus makes a rare appearance during the reveal of the newest spire attraction. Reporters note how hep pristine this bot is. She stands over 8 feet tall, but is quite the beauty with her iridescent metal. Wow, I didn't know robots could have floating heads. What a wonderful design. And that spire? Well, it was apparently made as a middle ground for the humans and robots of the city. A place where the two mingle at the highest point in all of Centaurus. I heard they have quite the exquisite buffet at the top floor. And the view? Out of this world. Maybe one day I could visit there. I mean, an entire city teeming with sentient robots? Living peacefully? It sounds nice. Well that um that concludes Nebula News for today's broadcast. And now let's pick it up with some tunes for the day. Coming up is manuals by Starcadian. Think of Starcadian. I've played one of his songs before and I just love his vibes. I wonder if Officer Kelvin has any Starcadian songs on his playlist. I haven't come across any so far. I might just have to dig more and uncover more songs for all of you to enjoy. Oh, uh, before I forget, let's get on with today's message from our lovely sponsor, The Farmer's Market. Deep in the surface lies the depths of hell. Shadows cling to the walls as the screams of the damned echo endlessly all around you. If you have reached the caverns, you have strayed off the path for too long. Turn around and take the first right. The eyeless ones will guide you to your destination beneath the trees. Out of view from prying eyes. The Farmer's Market, where communities come together to sell and purchase local goods, support the farmer's market today, and not the corporations destroying your livelihood. This has been a message from our sponsor. Boy, that sure was one of the longer messages from the farmer's market. Quite odd. But cryptic codes are strange nonetheless. Gotta keep those corporations far away from their trail. Speaking of corporations. I, I learned who employed our ship on the last trek we went on. In the back of the ship there's a large organized cargo area. Most of it is filled with unaging food and water for the crew. But there's also other things. Like, for example, a large tube with glowing floating material. It was giving off quite a loud, dull hum. At first I thought I heard singing or a melody, but no, just space rocks. There was also a little insignia on the bottom part of the tube where the metal was fastened to the fore of the ship. I didn't get it at first until I looked it up on Spoogle. It appears to be a spaceship with a firework going off behind it. The symbol of... Nebulosion. Figures it's one of the companies Mimi mentioned before. It appears we have some dead star or planet material on our ship. You think Nebulosion would be scrambling to collect the stuff. But no, our, our ship is just sitting here collecting dust. Not like we can really do anything seeing as the FTL systems are damaged. We're also out of fuel, and the pilot is still asleep in their pod. Maybe the company just cut its losses after our little no-show and wrote us off. Seems like something a heartless company would do. Well, more weird material for us then. I wonder what we can use it for. Alright, now that everything has been settled, let's plug in this little stick. Where do I plug it in? I mean, it looks a little different than the Music USB Kelvin had before. Maybe... it plugs into the... monitor? No, there's nowhere for me to attach it to. Hmm, such a peculiar little thing. Oh, there's a, uh, there's a little slot on the side of the keyboard. It fits in perfectly. Now. Just what are you hiding this time, Kelvin? Sir Kelvin had a uh, song queued up for when the drive was back in place you know for such an upbeat song those lyrics are quite depressing I hope Kelvin is okay and maybe I will take the chance and wake him up but before I do that let's, let's go through his personal files together seems like they're diary logs there's quite a few of them I bet Kelvin took the time out of work to record these. Always slacking off that, Kelvin. Say, why don't I skim through these before letting you all take a listen? Some may not be all that important or interesting for you. I'll just pick out all the juicy ones. We'll keep this between us. Right, Stardust? While I do that, please enjoy the trailer for this week's Real Lapse film, The Endless...
1: This week at The Real Raps, we present to you, The Endless
0: Abyss, written and directed by Lucius Raven, claimed to be
2: a true
1: tale of the hidden depths of Omoy. Deep within the waters of Omoi lies a pit. Darkness creeps outside of the hole and clings to the ocean floor. A young Maikai has heard the warnings of this location, the briny depths, an endless abyss that swallows up any living creature, letting nothing return. This strange phenomenon creates a natural pool to dive into its dark waters. This is the retelling of Muli's story, a young explorer who ventured into the briny depths, only to return months later with stories that twisted the world of Omoy as we know it. Creatures not yet recorded. Structures that do not match any architecture in the history books. The light within the darkness. These events have come to haunt this Maikai for years, and now he shares his story of what lies in the endless abyss.
3: finally settled in. This is Officer Kelvin, captain of the comms, signing in. We just received our shiny new contract with Nebulosian, and we are set for a few good years of work. The Star Express will be working alongside our glorious sister ship, the Pixis Legacy. Heard from our pilot Grenadine that will be heading out of the system come morning. <sighs> it appears our beloved contractor did not believe in our crew's capabilities. They gave us a damn bop thought. Ugh. I always hated those corporate slogan machines. As if just having it wasn't annoying enough, I also have to share my private quarters with it. I love that for me. It is only day four of our journey. This is going to be a long, long five years. Ain't that right,
0: Bob? And a stellar companionship will mold together. Why, it's the Nebulogen way to have a vibrant
3: and lively crew set as your own. Right. We'll be best buds soon enough. Oh, I'm sure of it.
0: Bonding with the crew is in my programming, so you can't escape this company-mandated friendship.
3: Looking forward to it.
0: A... sistership. But it's just... us out here. Well, that's... That's news to me. And here I thought I was always a part of this crew. I was just... A a company robot brought onto this ship? What was my previous role here? Oh dear. I do hope with time I can change the crew's impression of me. Ah, right. Where were we? I'll, uh, I'll fast forward a few recordings and let them play out.
3: Okay, okay, okay. What are my options here for this trip? We got some vinyls from that droid group twerp, there's Kid Casino with their (laughs) crazy swing. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure Clementine will get tired of them after a few dozen loops. I think I stashed a few too many vinyls from Messenger, though. Can't let that shitty corp bot hear them, though. He'll snitch to his boss for sure. This is your commanding officer, Captain of the Calms Held, here to bring you some sweet tunes on this little road trip of ours to the Xerox system. And if you don't like it, talk to your science crew lead. I'll be sure to take all their complaints and then ignore them promptly, because I'm the life of the party for this mission. Here's Twerp. <clears throat>
0: policy to play unregulated music to the employees
3: if you wish to let the crew listen to some tunes please select from our large catalog of corporate approved beats oh can it tinhead I rank above you so I will inform you that I am taking your advice and quickly shooting it out of the airlock as I do with other complaints about my music choices and would like to do to you if I could get away with it
2: oh my goodness I
0: really was a narc I am sorry, Officer Kelvin, but I will have to report this interaction with Nebulosion, as I am the representative of your contractor. Your attitude needs re-education.
3: Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Get used to it. <sighs> one of these days, I'm going to reprogram that damn bop bot. I might go ask our Chief Engineer Clementine if she knows a thing or two about company bots. Hell, if she can keep our ship up and running. What's one annoying snitch bot? Should be doing the crew a favor, and I can't even begin to count just how many times that bot has repeated its damn safety message. We get it. We've done this sort of job before. Think Nebulotion ain't taking my crew seriously. We get the job done. It ain't never pretty, but it's our routine. And no damn bot's messages are going to change that. I think I hear him looping it in the hall right now. Rise and shine, miners! We are reaching the edge of the threshold
0: where our ship receives no damage from the lasting effects of the dwarf star. This is a Class F star, so please, remember to keep your suits on at all times during the excavation process. Nebulogen is not responsible for any accidents on the job, involving spontaneous combustion due to the increased temperature from the star. The radiation can and will bleed through your suits if you step outside into space. Your insurance policy covered by nebulation does not cover fatal mistakes caused by your incompetence. Escape pods are located on the far side of the ship near the docking bay. Exiting on an escape pod will dock you 45% of your payment. Please see this mission through. Your hard work and efforts will bring joy to the people they experience the wonderful fireworks from Nebulosion, recycling dead stars from the entertainment of our loyal customers. Nebulosion, where a spark of creativity brings
3: joy to the masses. He's been repeating that for almost a week straight. If Clementine doesn't find a way to shut him up, I will. (sighs) Ah, the sweet... Sweet sound of silence. I managed to talk Clementine into helping me with our little... Chatterbox companion. Turns out, Nebulotion just has a ton of pre-recorded messages implanted inside their little bot bots on a loop. So while it was in a short stasis, we merely took out some... Unnecessary recordings? I'm sure Nebulotion won't mind. It's not like that bot was sentient to begin with, anyway. I mean... We have to make the most of the trip anyway. So why not mess with our little corporate drone for fun? Clementine says I owe her one, but I'm not really sure what that entails. I'm sure she just is going to have me play some of her terrible music choices, really. Or maybe she wants me to record a message to her family. I never know what's going on inside her head. Clementine likes to keep to herself at the bottom of our ship near her station. Bit of a recluse, that one. But aren't most isopods... I'm sure in a few years she'll finally warm up to us. After all, we are a family. The crew of the Star Express to sailed together for about a decade. And yes, sometimes she acts as if we're just strangers or merely co-workers. Although, Clementine time has started to talk to me more now that we have a common enemy, Bob. <laughs> Only time will tell how long that thing will last here.
0: How strange. The logs just stopped there. Seems like Officer Kelvin became quite busy after that last recording. It really sounded like everyone disliked the old me. I mean, I can't blame them. I sounded terrible. Oh, it appears there's a few folders I missed in this drive. I guess Kelvin merely organized his logs. Hey, he stored more music in here. I wonder what this one sounds like.
4: Ami, ce soir tu es dans la salle, dans l'ombre des yeux qui regardent, et respire la vie, la vie, Qui a fait de nous ce que nous sommes Des enfants devenus des hommes Ce que tu es, ce que je suis Alors, avant que le rideau ne tombe Et que nous rejoignions le monde Des mystères de la nuit Ami, je voudrais simplement te dire C'est ton courage qui m'inspire Je suis heureux Ni la misère et son oubli. Ma route a depuis croisé la tienne. Partager ta joie et tes peines au fil de l'histoire de nos vies. Et si le monde pouvait comprendre ce que le malheur a pu te prendre avant de détourner les yeux? Ami, je voudrais simplement te dire c'est ton courage qui m'inspire. Je suis heureux. So, bye, 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 bye,
0: Oh, no, I don't understand what alien language that was, but it had a funky beat. wonder what it means. I guess only Calvin will know. Let's get back to his
3: logs. This one seems to have skipped a few years. We're getting closer to the white dwarf collection point. Took us a bit longer to get here than anticipated, but the longer we're away the more credits we get paid. At least that's what it says in our contract, anyway. The Star Express has taken... a few scrapes from the hits during our navigation through an asteroid belt, but Grenadine was able to fly us through mainly unscathed. Goes to show you they're one of the best pilots for this job. I've never met a more competent StarCraft pilot before joining this crew. You know, Grenadine actually likes the music I play. Who would have thought? They've come to enjoy my choices, especially the funk finals. Everyone likes funk. I think I'll play one of their favorites before we reach the safe zone of the Death Star. Let them fly us there under a little less stress, you know? It's one of the few reasons why I take pride in my work here. Just easing the others' minds on our ship. Sure, I'm responsible for being the main contact between us, the Pixis Legacy, and Nebulosion, but that's just standard procedures and quick updates. It can get tense here on our ship, out on our own in this grand sea of stars. We're always placed on a high pedestal when it comes to the work we do. So naturally, me and my crew get hit with a high amount of pressure that tends to stick with us for a few years. I've compiled hundreds of music over the decades with this team to lighten the mood. Although it has been a bit more difficult this time, seeing as we have a guest on board our ship. A constant eye being kept on our crew by Nebulage and kind of stresses some people out. Of course, everyone is putting on an act almost 24-7. Gotta look lovely for our lovely clients. Ugh.
0: New orders received from Headquarters. Nebulogen would like you to obtain a large sample of the Core from the
3: Star. You will be paid 10 credits each for this retrieval. <laughs> Only 10? Do you know how dangerous it is to extract a piece of a core from a dead star? We'd have to have our engineer calculate the density of just a fragment of it lest we want our ship to gain a nice new viewport out into space. Tell your boss 50 credits each. I won't go lower for my crew.
2: That
0: seems like a large amount for just one sample. But I will relay this request to Nebulotion immediately.
3: Send a request.
0: Well, Kelvin. It appears your client will agree to these terms on one condition. What's the condition? Only the high-ranking officers in this ship will receive the additional bonus. Grunts do not need it. You are doing the hard work, after all.
3: They don't need it? You serious? Look, Bob, I don't care what your stupid superiors think. Our crew works together as a team. We make sure everyone is paid equally here. Hell, our runs, as you put it, do more dangerous work than I do. They're the ones manning the drill and the extractors, not me.
0: Does this mean you do not accept the terms? Course not. Very well. I will notify Nebulogen of your decision. We will just have the Pixis legacy do the extraction. Fine,
3: whatever. You
0: know, listeners, what I don't get is... If Kelvin denied the core extraction job, then why is that fragment at the bottom of our ship? He seemed pretty adamant about the whole thing. There's, uh, quite a few more recent ones. I might just play two or three more before I end today's broadcast. I know I'll have a lot more to think about after this.
3: We're almost there. Grenadine told the crew that we'll reach our destination spot in the Zarek system at roughly 23 hours. Ugh, after this job, I think myself and the crew will take a well-needed vacation and far, far away from corporate meddling. Clementine and I were thinking of heading to the Pristine. I remember it had quite the resorts built before we left. I'm sure we'll have a great time together. I don't know what those bastards told them to do, but we lost the Pixus legacy. The density of the star was much greater than we had all anticipated. I watched as their ship impacted like a crushed soda can. Grenadine and Clementine are furious. They've been yelling at Bob to chew out illusion, and I'm close to joining them. Their greed cost the lives of over 200 people. Good people! We all had friends over at the Pixus Legacy, and now we can't even collect their remains. Their ship is too close to the star, we can't even reach it unless we go into the threshold, and it's suicide to try! Clementine's sister was on there. Grenadine's been talking about blowing a hole in Nebulosion's headquarters once we return. They've always acted on their emotions first, but more deaths won't bring back our friends. I just want to go home and be done with this. No. No way. We are not doing that. Your shitty superiors are way out of line.
0: I am merely relaying their message,
3: Officer Kelvin.
0: We request that you retrieve some of the core debris from the remains of the Pyxis legacy. Surely that is something you and your crew can easily accomplish.
3: you already screwed over our team before. Why the hell would we do this? We've already collected the materials you requested on our contract.
0: Nebulosion believes it would be a waste. Even a small fragment will do greatly for the company. If you collect a piece, Nebulotion will agree to your previous terms on the updated
3: contract. You... you just don't get it, do you? People we cared about, people we loved, died for your damn company. All you corporate bastards care about is profit.
0: Apologies, Officer Kelvin. I cannot feel remorse nor pity for you. We at Nebulotion simply ask of you to accept this offer. They will raise your pay to 100 credits each, for their minor screw-up with the Texas legacy. We ask of you to keep what happened here on the mission to yourselves. You
3: insinuating Nebulotion is giving us hush money? You really think my crew will keep quiet about this when we return? People will question what happened to the other ship we departed with. You can't hide your shit forever. Apologies, Officer Kelvin. We at Nebulotion did not
0: mean for our offer to come off as that. We will let the public know in time, maybe even, dedicated fireworks show in honor of the bravery that the Pyxis Legacy showed in the Xerox system. Are you serious? It is in my programming to always be serious. Maybe also would like to remind you that upon your return, those on the Star Express who had family on the Pyxis Legacy may collect their life insurance funds. You
3: could stomach listening to that tin can. We should scrap it. <sighs> no, no, if we did that, Nebulation would learn about it for sure. Let's just keep him in stasis for now. Patch him up later, I guess. You okay, Clementine? No.
0: Put that damn thing in a storage closet. I don't
3: want to see its face for some time. I'll get right on it. Start for that plan I mentioned before, of course, we'll talk more about it later with the others.
0: Well, I guess the mystery about my arm has been solved. that still doesn't answer why they have the core fragment maybe Maybe we'll find out later. There is much for me to think about today. Stardust i I think I will wake up, Kelvin first. We're only at 70% power, so I will have to wait another shipment or two before that happens. I would like to know what happened to them. To the people of our... Their ship. I may call this ship my home now, but... I guess I am an outsider. I hope to... Patch things up with Officer Kelvin and Chief Engineer Clementine. I'm sure the others did not like me either, since I was constantly surveying them under nebulosion. I do wonder why they decided to fix up the old me anyway. I mean, I am grateful that I did not wake up with just one arm attached to my body. That would have made things a lot more difficult. Hmm. Well, I guess the mute button on my hand makes sense now. Those two seemed like they really did not like much of my conversations with them. I mean, I I don't blame them. I'd be annoyed talking to my old self too. So maybe I do have a chance with befriending Kelvin and Clementine, seeing as I am the complete opposite of the old nebulosian bop. Hmm. You know, I was thinking during those recordings, but does my name actually mean Board Operator Pal? Or is that something I came up with when I woke up? It doesn't really add up with what they had me assigned to do on the ship. I was the embodiment of a narc. Disgusting. I do wonder if I can find out more about the rest of the crew. Sure, I read their nameplates every time I walk by their pods. There's Kelvin, Clementine, Grenadine, well, you know, the top three of the ship, the Star Express. Some of the worker crew members I saw that are still alive are Uli, Maurice, Sardine, Monroe, and then there's Javelin. Oh and, well, so many others, too. This crew is really something special. So many different species working together on one ship. Kelvin said that this crew had been together for years, but I wonder just how long they were actually together, and I guess how long they've been well-asleep together. Maybe I can find something of mine or nebulotions that could help pinpoint timelines. Maybe. I don't really know how being an ex-corporate bot works. They didn't even put their company logo on me. Probably was just one of those easily replaceable robots. Well I'm not so replaceable now am I? I'm actually worth it now. I may have been made to serve a company but that was the old bot. Out with the old and in with the new. Who cares about some terrible fireworks company anyway? Okay, maybe I do care, but just a little. I mean, Kelvin didn't show it in his logs, but how did I contact Nebulosion? Hmm. Am I still connected to them? I guess I'll just figure that out in time. Until our. Next broadcast, you've been tuning in to Interstellar Soundwaves. This is your host, Bob, signing off, somewhere in space. Hi, this is Ilya Einsworth, the creator and editor of Interstellar Soundwaves. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Song credits for today are from Starcadian, Henri, Twerp, and Barton Baker. Links to their sites are in the description below. Be sure to check out these amazing artists. Episodes are released every other Friday on Spotify
2: and Mixler. Until our next transmission, catch you later, fellow spacers.